This is Inside the SECA, presented by Mazda Motorsports. We are in Lincoln, Nebraska, for the 50th Solo Nationals. I'm Brian Bolanski, and uh, this is day two of the event uh, competition. There were festivities before day one, uh, but day two of the competition. So uh, the people who are racing today and yesterday and today, they're wrapping up their competition today. At the end of today, we will be naming a bunch of, uh, or not naming, but awarding a bunch of SECA national champions here. And uh, that is how this thing, system works. Tomorrow, there'll be two new groups going, and uh, we will get them with you. Uh, we'll get them uh, all that information for you as well tomorrow. We got a ton of stuff coming for you today from the Solo National. Looking forward to bringing it to you. Let's get right to the interviews. We'll get those to you right now. Inside the SECA, presented by Mazda Motorsports. Uh, we're here this morning with Vivek Goel. 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 See, I should have asked that. I always <laughs> wait to after I start the record to ask that question. When I should ask beforehand. Uh, last year's C Street National Champion. That's right. Uh, congratulations for that. Thank you. Um, and then you made the, what some would consider insane decision to switch classes. Some might consider that. Some might consider it a natural progression where once you uh, get your championship in street, move up one level to street touring and try right. there. I, when I was here Wednesday night, or not Wednesday night, Monday night for the awards, yeah. uh, they were doing trivia and there's a lot of people who've won national championships in multiple classes. So maybe it's not quite as insane as it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, maybe I would think I would try to get a couple in one class before switching. Yeah. Um, what are you running this year? Uh, I'm running the same car. It's a uh, 2019 ND Miata. Okay. Uh, switched to the STR category. So it's the next category up from the street category. So from C Street to STR. And what did you have to do to the car from one progression what so, was what were the upgrades yeah so the street touring category basically the philosophy is to allow the um the common you know kind of street level mods that people usually do so lowering springs different shocks um it allows for an intake a header an exhaust a different tune on the engine you can't touch anything internal to the motor um and they allow a certain amount of mild lightening to the car let's say where you can take out the stock seats and put sure. in some aftermarket seats so it's that sort of thing so it's kind of like what we would consider tuners in the, yeah. in the enthusiast world. That's right, yep. So it's kind of a tuner level upgrade. That's right. Um, how much difference do, did that make in the car? So if I can be frank, this is, uh, it's, if, if someone didn't know what autocross was and you described the sport to them right. and then asked them, all right, now imagine what car would do well at that. It's basically the STR Miata. It right. is fantastic. Because in C Street, the car's plenty fun anyway. Uh, but you know the balance can be a little bit tricky to nail once you put a big front sway bar on the car. Uh, but in STR, the balance is just so good. The car's still small and lightweight. It's, it's an absolute joy to drive. And there's like 100 of them, right? <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, I mean, well, there's a lot of NDs here. The STR class actually is not super large in terms right. of numbers. It's just around 30 drivers uh, this year at Solo Nationals. But it's very dense with talent. There's, uh, I want to say, six or seven national champions in the class, including some who have, like, top index nationals four or five times. So it's, it's a tough class. So for you, was it the progression to go to a, a tougher or a different car? was it because you wanted to test yourself against that level of driver competition? It's, a, it's probably a little bit of 80-20. The 80% okay. 80, 80 part of it is wanting to compete against some of the drivers who I believe are the best in the sport and right. see how it, what I can do against them and basically use it as motivation to improve. And the other 20% was to make the car a little bit more fun and exciting to sure. drive. Sure. How long had you run the car in C Street? I did two years in C okay. Street. So you were still relatively new to it in that regard. Sure, yeah. Uh, how long have you been doing autocross? Uh, this is my 15th nationals and my 17th year of autocross. So when did you find Miata? What did you start with? Have you always been with Miata? Oh, no, no, no. This is my first Miata I've ever owned. Okay. Uh, so I did, most people start autocross with a Miata, but um, I'm, here I am with like 15 years into it where I got the Miata. I've jumped around cars a little bit. Like I started with, a, with an Acura RSX that I just okay. happened to have. Um, then co-drove for a couple of years in, uh, actually I did co-drive in an NC Miata for a while. Um, then I got myself an NSX that I autocrossed for a okay. few years, then jumped into Corvettes for a few years, um, and then finally made the switch to a Miata. That's a very common story. I'm here with a Honda Fit because it's what I have. Yeah, exactly. And it ain't going to win, even if I were a national level talent driver. 
It's just not the car for the class. Yeah. Um, and but now I'm sitting here seeing all of this, going to myself, okay, what am I going to get next? Yeah. I want a Miata because there's so many Miatas out there, and, and that would be great because I'd have other competition to test myself against. Yeah. Um, or do I want to go with something completely off the wall because it's cool and fun? Sure. I haven't decided yet. Um, but that, that progression seems to be really kind of familiar for people. It is in a way, but I mean, I think some of it also boils down to what your motivation is, right? Some people like tinkering with a car or driving something unusual. Some people like winning. Uh, for me, weirdly, of course, winning is important, but it's not my primary goal. My primary goal is improving. Okay. And by improving, if it results in a win, that's great. But my primary goal is just to try to keep getting better. Well, and, and I can do that even with my car that's not good for my exactly. class. I can yeah. measure myself against myself. Yep. There will get to be a point in time, I hope, where I'm as good as the car will allow me to be. Yeah. And that's probably when I can make a switch, although most people don't wait that long to make the switch. Yeah. They? <laughs> they always want to buy speed, buy horsepower. That's right. Um, unfortunately, you can't buy talent. So, But you can work hard to get it. Exactly. You can work hard, and, you know, like I, I've, I've managed to have – a decent amount of success in the sport, but I am not a natural at this. I was awful at it for many years. Um, I and feel better then. I mean, there's, there's room for me to grow. <laughs> there, there's room. For, I think there's room for everyone to grow, right? I yeah. mean, driving is a learned skill. Sure. You know, sure, there's some innate talents that can help right. you progress faster than someone else, but it is at the end of the day a learned skill, and it's something that anyone can pick up. So this is your 15th solo national. This is my first. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing things here being done with cars in preparation I've never seen before. Yeah. So one of the things I, I walked up to somebody this guy this morning, I said, okay, I'm gonna ask the dumb the dumb new guy question. They had their entire car wrapped yeah. in like the, the foil stuff that sure. you use to keep the heat out of the inside of your car. Yeah. So I asked the question, are you trying to keep the heat in or are you trying to keep the heat out? And they were telling me you're trying to keep the heat in the car. Yeah. Um, this is a whole new level when you get to nationals. It is, yeah. Um, you know, every little bit counts here if you're trying to get the win, right? And on a cool morning like today, uh, especially for race-tired cars where, you know, they're very lightweight to begin with. So on a cool morning when they're lightweight, it's hard for them to get any heat into their tires. So the little heat they generate on one run, they're trying to contain that within the car so that they have warmer tires for the subsequent runs. I noticed that this morning when I did the test and tune, I didn't get any tire pressure raised from it. Yeah. The tires were as cool to the touch as they were after driving here. I probably got more heat out of the car driving from the hotel to here <laughs> than I did on the test yeah. and tune course. Um, what other little tips and tricks are the people doing here that you might not see at your local autocross? So the, the biggest thing that you'll see here that you won't see locally, you might see a bunch of people with those oscillating tools and they're scraping their tires after runs. So here when you have 1,300 people running the same course, there's a lot of rubber that gets smeared across the track that you're Flag. not going to see it. Yeah, that you're not going to see at your local autocross. And that sticks onto the tires, and now you know it's not your tire actually making contact with the ground. It's seam sealer and other right. uh, OPR that's on your tires. So you'll see people scraping that off between runs. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, most people maybe do it at the end of the day before day two. Sometimes you'll see it between runs. Right. Um, right. You know, which uh, again might seem ridiculous to a lot of people, but when you're looking for every hundredth and thousandth, um, right. that becomes essential. Yeah. Someone warned me about that before I came, mm -hmm. and I just decided that on my first. My first year, I'm just going to go have fun and yeah. learn. Uh, so you won't be seeing me scraping the <laughs> clag off my tires this year. Probably do it next year. Um, what other stuff? Um, that's probably, it, it, I think it's mostly mental stuff, right? Because right. locally, most people, when they're driving or competing, there's not a lot of pressure. You're there to have fun. You're right. there to have a good time. Here, people are, again, they're trying to extract the maximum performance that they can. So they have their own routines. You'll see people um, isolate themselves or put headphones in, anything that, that allows them to cut out distraction and stay focused on what they need to do. So you'll see people being a lot more intense. They're not trying to be rude or any right. of that stuff. It's just they're so focused on getting everything they can out of the car. Um, so that you, that's one of the things you'll see out here. You know, I, I, you'll always hear the cliche in sports, just treat it like it's any other game. Yeah. You go to the Super Bowl, it's just like any other game. Yep. Um, but you kind of almost, you could out-mental yourself here. Yeah. Because you've got, if you're running on like I am and you and you are Thursday and Friday, you've been <clears> here <throat> since the pro solo. Yeah. So you've had all week to think about Thursday and Friday. Yep. You've probably had the chance to walk the courses a couple of times. Yeah. Maybe you're watching some of the videos after yesterday. Um, you can almost overthink it, can't you? For sure, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's as you said, it's cliche to say most sports are, there's a huge mental component to them and this is no different. Um, so it's very easy to um, 
completely not think about anything and try to try to uh, you know just wing it through it. Right. But it's maybe more likely that you're going to overthink it and put way too much pressure on yourself. And that's true regardless of whether it's your first time or your fiftieth time here. Um, you have certain expectations in your mind, and you put so much pressure on yourself to to achieve that that you can end up psyching yourself out. Let's talk for a minute about the event. Yeah. Let's forget about what's happening over there. <laughs> all right. And I keep saying over there, and when I say over there, folks, that's where all the racing's happening to my left. There's the two courses. Over here is yeah. where all the fun's happening. That's right. I saw, we've talked about the swimming pool. We've <laughs> talked about these huge yeah. tent cities. This is unlike anything in motorsports. It really is. And again, I mean, I'm going to use some cliche terms that maybe others have mentioned so far, right? But you hear this being called the burning man of cars and such, right? right. And it very much is that spirit, at least, right? Where everyone's very helpful. Everyone's here to enjoy themselves. You know, we see friends we only see once or twice a year. Um, it's very collegial while being very competitive, of course. Um, and yeah, the social part is, for a lot of people just as if not more important than the competitive aspects of things and that's not to minimize the competition if anything is right. to maximize the, uh, the the social side of things well I think you obviously want to beat your friends <laughs> yes you know no there's if even if you have fun over in the parties it's more fun or or maybe a little <laughs> when you don't have to worry about them coming after you and talking talking trash, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the flip side of that, to beat friends, you need to make friends first. That's so right. so go there out there go. and make some friends, uh, you, you know, go. and then you're beating it. friends. I love it. Um, any other thoughts on other folks who may have never been to a national should just come, right? Yeah, Do so it. we, I'm fortunate. I'm the, I'm the president of our, uh, of our local region. And, Which uh, is? Uh, some yeah, <laughs> we're the Texas Spoke Sports Car Club okay. in Austin, Texas. Um, and we, we, this year we brought 60 drivers here, several of who are like first time nationals uh, competitors. A uh, couple who are in their first year of autocross yeah. have decided to come out here, several in their second year of autocross. Um, and they're having a great time, uh, so they say. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, I think they are though. Um, and I really encourage anyone that, you know, if, whether you're brand new to the sport or you've been doing it 30 years and have never done it, right? Come out here. Just being in this environment and seeing the level of competition, even if you don't do well, right? right. Being, being witness to it is going to elevate your game so much. You'll make friends that, that you didn't know you needed. Right. Um, and it's it's going to be a great addition to your life. Great. Vivek Well, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, pleasure to be here. This week, um, maybe your second national championship. Hope so. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, we'll be, look, we'll be watching closely. All right. Thank you very much. All right. We'll be back in, in, in just a bit with more. This is Inside the SCCA presented by Mazda Motorsports. Inside the SCCA presented by Mazda Motorsports. We're here at the 50th SCCA Solo Nationals, Lincoln, Nebraska. Eric Peachy is here with me. Eric, you are a uh, Dodge Viper driver. Yeah, dream car of mine. And I'm just happy to have my dream car here. That is, that's cool. We all have our dream car. Um, I'm 53, I still haven't, I still don't own my dream car. <laughs> so you're not 53. Right. Um, how, how did you manage to work all of that out? A lot of saving? Saving, sacrifice, <laughs> hard work, yeah, and uh, a little bit of luck. Yeah, nothing wrong with any of that. Um, so you're a, a Cam S. Cam S. Yep. Um, Viper driver. Yep. Uh, just got done competing, so you're done for the whole the whole deal. Yep, both days done. And I understand you're in the trophies. Yeah, fifth place. Fifth place, great, great. So how long have you had the Viper? I've had it. It's been three years, just over three years. Okay. Three years and a few months. Yep. And and what have what have is it a pretty much stock? What have you done with it uh, over the three years? As far as the cam car goes, it's pretty much stock. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's bolt-ons, it's okay. uh, tune, wheel suspension, um, and slightly modified factory arrow. Okay. So, um, how long have you been doing SCCA stuff? You said three years with the Viper. Three years with the Viper. It's been about six years doing autocross. Okay. How did you find us? Um. A friend actually at a car meet okay. <laughs> invited me out to autocross, okay. and it just went from there. I was hooked pretty much right away. Where are you from? Mannheim, Pennsylvania. Mannheim, Pennsylvania. It's like South Central Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, a pretty strong solo community there. We have a decent group. There's a there's a lot of fast groups around us. Sure. Um, but we have a decent group as well, locally. What is? Um how many times have you come to Nationals? This, I believe, is my fifth time. Okay. Um, what was your experience the first time you came out here? <laughs> uh, kind of just the mind-blown 
uh, <laughs> just amazed at the size of the yeah. place, the, 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 you know, between the two courses and the practice course, all the amazing cars, um, the huge crowd of everybody knowing each other. Right. Um, yes. Yeah. I've been asking that first-time question a lot this year, this this time because it's yeah. my first time here. Oh, okay. Um, and I I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Everyone told me it was huge and, and enormous, and you really can't put that in your brain till you get here. Right. Um, and and so I'm experiencing this whole thing my first time, and competing as well. And it's um, it's it's really kind of. Um, it's, it's just kind of crazy, right? It, it really is. I mean, and it's it's been here for so long that, you know, there's there's kind of a rhythm to it. The right. parties and the, you know, um, it it's it takes a few years to get into, yeah. you know, to, to to be able to actually take advantage of what it what it all offers. Yeah, I've been kind of out of sorts all week, you know, and, yeah. and thankfully I don't run till tomorrow. So now I feel like, okay, tomorrow will come and that will be a whole new experience and I'll, I'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. Um, but if I had come in like last night trying to compete tomorrow, <laughs> uh, that would have been, I'm so glad I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, what, what's, what is in your class, um, is the Viper, I mean, there's not many, right? Yeah, there was, there was three of us. Okay. Yeah. And what is the rest of the class made up of? Corvettes. Okay. <laughs> there was, there was two Cobras uh, and a solstice but okay. it's the majority is corvettes okay is there one car that's the hot setup yeah and it's not the viper no okay <laughs> um well there's there's the c6 is probably the easy the c6e is probably the easy button right um just as in terms of parts availability right. the lightweight chassis um budget to buy in right right um and if you want to look at the hot car, it would be my brother's C6. Okay. Um, who ended up winning this year? But, nice. Yeah. Oh, so, so when you told that's me the... that, so so when I asked Eric to come over, he was going to bring his friend. Uh, I thought it was his friend uh, who was the Corvette guy. It's your brother. The, the, my brother's the Corvette guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I brought a different friend because he's busy doing whatever champions do. Of course. <laughs> well, you're gonna you're gonna experience that sometime. I hope so. I I guarantee it. Well, I don't guarantee it, but I'm. It sounds like you're you're well on your way. Um, so, how hard is like Thanksgiving dinner when he's gonna <laughs> is he gonna put that champions trophy right on the table? He's in the middle? pretty humble. He's uh -huh. well, he, he's very humble. Okay. Um, every now and then, he'll make he'll make you know light humor of it. Um, sure. The one time, might have been the first time we co-drove here together. Okay. He beat me by a little bit, and we did the we did the walk uh, to go get the trophies in sure. front of everybody and. Uh, he gets his, and he points at it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, look, look at mine. It's better than yours. <laughs> That's great. Even, even with humbleness, there's a little sibling rivalry there. There, there definitely is. Uh, yeah. Especially when we're driving the same car. It yeah. Makes it, sure. That yeah, makes, it makes a lot it of sense. A little bit better. Yeah. Makes less sense. Well, you could yeah. tell him that you know, if you really wanted to go fast, you would buy a different car. Right. Yeah. yeah you you know, know, I'd just drive. I'd buy the right car, like he did. Right. Instead exactly. Of, instead of you know enjoying the oh, car I drive. You're being a good brother by letting him drive Whoa. the better car. I'm. I'm just. Yeah. I'm suffering by driving the car that I'd rather <laughs> drive. Uh, no. In all. In all reality, my car could be there. Right. It's just the the amount of people building them for, especially for this, is well, I'm the only one building right. that style for this um so it's a bit of a learn it's a bit more of a learning curve a lot more unknown so that's my excuse you know what and, we all have to have a good excuse and game. i don't feel like cutting up my dream car well that's to that's make a, a race point. car so that's a good point um is there more development to be done in the car oh, absolutely okay. yeah yeah without, i still without have having to cut i still it? have ooh, a little bit okay yeah um like i still have ac and factory seats and all that okay. stuff airbags and so Cats there's weight to be mufflers. taken out. Absolutely. Okay. See, I like having the AC so that when I'm sitting oh, there... that's never going to go. Yeah, so when I'm sitting there waiting to go and it's 100 degrees outside, I can blow the AC I at like me. to rub that in when I come off course and crank the AC that's right. on. Yeah. My problem is forgetting to turn it off when the, when the light goes green. That's happened a few times. But, yeah. uh, too good, too good. Um, so you are... Um, it was funny. I was trolling Dan Dennehy oh, mm -hmm. um, when he introduced you to me yesterday. He said to me, you sh he said to you, you should be on the podcast because you're pretty rad. And then he said, pointing at me, he's kind of fun too. <laughs> I'm like, 
okay, he's young, I get it. Um, but my point is, there. If you were to look at the age demographic of who's here this weekend, right, you are definitely a small percentage at the younger folks. Right on the younger side. Uh, yeah. Most of the folks are, I would guess, probably thirty and over. Um, many of them have probably been doing it for a very long time. Um, how do we get more of the youth enthusiast to come and be part of this? That's a good question. Um, and is it on you to bring your friends, or is it on me to be more welcoming to the youth? There's there's probably a little bit of both. Sure. Um, a little more fun, a little less serious business, yeah. I think, would help. Um, but then again, that that would kind of ruin what we've created here with the serious business like this is where you come for competition Um, so that's a really tough balance to to figure out right and and I think but what I think is important to to get out there is that there is there is fun going on here yeah oh yeah there's a lot of people who are competing because it's fun right then there's a segment of the population who's really trying to win a championship right we know who we are Right. You know, I know I'm not competing for a championship this week. Correct. That may change down the road. Yep. But I'm not. That's not why I'm here. Um, you came to win, or at least try. I I, I came you to know. podium. Um, and came a little short, but. So there's a spot here for everybody, <laughs> right. regardless of what, where you're, where you think your place is in the sport, right? Right. Um, I just worry that you know, when I'm gone. And there's a lot of and there's a lot of people here even older than even older than me. There's people that have been doing this for a while. I know, you know, they're not going to be able to do it forever. Right. And I, I'm trying to figure out. You know, I consider myself a fairly hip. I'm not rad. A fairly hip. <laughs> You're 50, fun. 50, yeah, I'm fun. Thank you. A, fair, a fairly hip 53 year old trying to do things like podcasting, which I think you know the younger generations are more interested in a podcast yeah. or something on YouTube. Yep. Um, trying to attract these younger enthusiasts to come play with us. Right. Um, we need to do a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, probably the scariest part, it might try to say it without, you know, ruffling too many feathers. No, it's ruffle. The, the, we the, love the ruffle. <laughs> the political yeah. background, like just today off course, um, after the trophy ceremony, one of my friends had her first open trophy taken from her. How so? Someone protested a cone or something, and it uh, went through after the trophy presentation. Yeah, it's tough. You can't really come back from something like that, yeah. you know. And, and when the politics get involved, it can uh, it can be frustrating. Yeah. And and I think sometimes outside people see that and they just nope, don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, if if she hit a cone, you know. That, I, I know that's it's legit. a it's a tough sport. Um. And but. But, you know, some people will look at that as motivation. Yeah, I and I think I think does. I think we can turn her into that. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, in the end of the day, yes, we're here to have fun, but it's also a competition. It is, you know, yeah. and um, and it needs to be fair, right? You know, yeah. and and if if I hate it, but if if, if a cone was hit, a cone was hit. Yeah. Um, it it is tough though, you know, um, um, but it's. Um, it's a, it's. I hope the fun outweighs all of the rest. Of yeah, it. I hope so. so. Um, at some point in time. All right. So what's next up for you in this whole thing? You're just going to keep working on the Viper and yeah, and um, and come back and do it again next year. I hope so. Try to come back a little faster. Very have cool. a little more fun. That's, so uh, that's 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 one of the things I like about this. Um, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like golf in the stick and ball world where you're really competing against yourself. Yeah. You know, yes, yes, you're competing against other people, but no matter where you are on the field, whether you're in the back half like I am or in the front half like you are, I know that I want to go out next time and do better than I did this The mindset time. is always how can I improve right. me? It's never right. how can I catch these guys. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Eric Peachy, thank you for joining us. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, congratulations thank on you. fifth place. Thank you. And uh, we will do this again next year, hopefully. Sounds like a plan. All right, it's Inside the SCCA, presented by Mazda Motorsports. We'll be back with more right after this. I want to take a few minutes here just to thank the folks who help us to get here uh, to the Solo Nationals. 
Uh, we wouldn't be here at all without our presenting sponsor, Mazda Motorsports. Mazda Motorsports does a ton of stuff for the SCCA and for club members. Uh, if you want more information about all the different things that they do, uh, go down into the show notes, and uh, there are some uh, there are some links there. Uh, there's links to all of our partners in the show notes, so head on down to those and take a look at that. Uh, also, uh, check out this really cool Mazda Motorsports lid. Uh, it is uh, brand new, part of the Mazda collection. You can also catch that on the link down below. I also want to do a big thank you to the good people at Roadkeeper. Uh, Roadkeeper is the official uh, in-car camera of inside the SECA. Uh, they've provided me with a really cool link, and uh, we're going to get those videos up. They may not go up till next week because I've got a lot of stuff going on uh, here this week, uh, but we're definitely going to get those videos out. I've already looked at the, the preliminary stuff, and uh, they look really, really amazing. If you need a, a well-priced, really well-made unit, Roadkeeper.com. Uh, also, Goodyear is uh, one of our longtime partners here on Inside the SCCA. Uh, they've helped me out with a set of Dunlop tires. That's one of the Goodyear companies. Uh, Dunlop makes a great tire for autocross. Uh, so that's what I'm racing on this weekend, or this week anyway. So if you are looking for race tires, go to GoodyearRacing.com. Again, the link is in the show notes. So it takes a bunch of help to get here. We really appreciate all of it. And uh, we will continue to do this fun work. Uh, with the help of our partners, and we can't thank them enough. All right, let's get right back to the interviews. We're at the 50th SCCA Solo Nationals. I'm Brian Belansky. This is Inside the SCCA, presented by Mazda Motorsports. Chris Robbins is here with me. How are Yay, you? Mazda. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, you just happen to be a Mazda driver. I just happen to be a Mazda driver. Um, and if you've seen our show open, there's some in-car video. Which is my car. Which inside. is your car, yeah. which uh, I, I appreciate your yeah. uh, helping me out with that. You bet. Um, so, but I don't want to talk about Solo. Well, maybe I do. Oh. <laughs> but but um, um, you are... You, you got a lot of irons in the fire. You got a lot of logs burning in the SCCA. I, I don't know how many people outside of the national office know how many people in the national office there are and how hard we work. Yeah. And how, how few of us do so much. Well, it's amazing. The long story to that, the short story to that long story is there aren't many. <laughs> That's there right. aren't many people in the national infrastructure of the club, the paid people the people who have to get all the stuff done that the board of directors and the membership tells them to do. That's right. Um, it is a shockingly small number of people. It is. Which means you have to wear several hats. I wear several hats. Which hats do you wear? <laughs> so region... This is like the end of like a race. You have to like, at, in the victory circle, That's you're right. putting on your hat. So so what are the hats? Uh, so region development uh, is a lot. Right. Uh, it's about communication. It's about training. It's about working one-on-one -on -one and in large groups with our region leaders, our program chairs, anybody that touches members, right. we work with to try to help support them, train them, um, uh, listen to them, find out what their hot buttons are, try to help them with some of those things. Uh, between Abby and me, Abby Share, uh, who works with me, uh, we have quarterly region leader meetings right. for the REs of all the different sizes. And uh, those have doubled in size, by the way, this last year. Oh. Abby did a really good job of really getting the word out and sure. doing great. So really, it's about communication, training, uh, and support for our region leaders and our program chairs and things like that. Um, before we get a little deeper into something, there's, and we're going to talk about training mm -hmm. um, in a minute, um, communication is a thing that this club does better today Yes. that I believe it has ever done in the 30-plus years that I've been a member. Yes. Is that a top-down? Is that a Mike Cobb-down initiative? Or, because, I, I, you know, coming to Solo Nationals, right. as a competitor, I, I was receiving an email every week. Right. And then right. when we got closer, it was two emails a week. And uh, Nikki Edwards is right. the one who was helping with all of that, or maybe even right. doing all of it. Right. Um, but I, 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 I don't ever remember getting that kind of detailed information. Um, the information on the website about Solo Nationals, rock solid. Yeah. Um, th that's a big deal, especially when you have a small staff. That's exactly Communicating right. well solves a lot of problems. It, it, is the, it is the number one thing that we are dinged for and the number one thing that we work on. Right. And being from the, you know, knowing, understanding it from the inside, you know how important communication is 
And if somebody says we aren't communicating enough, they aren't. Right. It's not getting to them somehow. Right. It, it might be the the email address is wrong, or right. they've they've unsubscribed from something. But we send out so much information, and we really hope that people read it because it really is good stuff. And communication is kind of free. It kind of is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's like the one thing you can do that yeah. doesn't cost a member anything. It's an email now. Yeah. Nowadays, it's free. Yeah. Used to be you had to put a stamp on a friggin' right. email and send the damn thing out. Right. Now you just a couple of clicks and boom, it's gone. Right. But right. So you can do it cheaply, but you also have to do it effectively. Yeah. And the club's doing that better now than ever. We're being trolled right now by Mike Cobb over here, who is, who is on our earlier shows. Uh, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have to come. Oh, no. Here, here he comes. Uh, but I just want to tell you, just a few minutes ago, this guy here, look, our club president was filling up the beer bathtubs here. Well, they uh, found out very quickly today I couldn't drive. So they gave me a job I can handle. So this might be the three slowest guys uh, here. At yeah, the slow, yeah. I don't know, but I, I won't speak for you guys. I'm going to be one of the slowest ones. Um, um, but it, yeah, I mean, the communication has been fantastic, it's, and it's, I want to give you guys a, thank you. Uh, a props on that. It's and, top of our list for working and, on. And as, as many of people at National know, if you weren't doing a good job communicating, I'd be telling you about it. So, um, I, and we'd it, want it. We'd want to hear that um, feedback. And as a professional communicator, that's my that's yeah. my always my yeah. crux. I'm like, it's the it's the easiest thing to do. When you do it well, it, it eliminates problems. Absolutely. Um, moving on to something that I'm really excited about. It, we've teased it on the podcast a couple right. of times. Right. Um, there's a whole new way to train people in the SCCA. Oh, is there ever? It took a while to get it together. Yeah. But it has now launched. Yes. Tell us about it. Yeah. So, uh, and you and I spoke uh, a year ago, yep. or at the beginning of this year, about our convention that we right. just had, and what was going on about that. And so that's the other one of the other hats I wear is the convention, right. and Abby and I uh, orchestrate that and facilitate that. Um, along with the convention, one of the best things about people getting together is learning from each other. Right. Um, and and it used to be that everybody was trained in the SCCA by the person leaving the position. Right. And sometimes they left a manual and sometimes they had a conversation and sometimes if you were lucky you got to work side by side with them right but we have a lot of licensed specialty positions especially in road racing but every one of our programs every one of our competition groups has a safety steward type of a position right so we have focused on uh, those two key er well three really key areas our safety stewards and road rally safety steward training was the first to kind of come out in our new uh, right. our new fashion, solo safety steward is now out, and rallycross is coming very very soon. Right. We hope to have that done by the end of the year. Another area we've been training is in leadership. Now that's we've kind of had a soft launch. We started that out, and we're doing that on a uh, uh, in the same format. But it's for any leader, anybody that runs the program or runs the the uh, the, re the regions. Right. The last one and the one that's been the biggest, I think, home run has been our flagging and communications right. training. Uh, we just rolled it out a month ago, and we've already got 100 new certified flaggers and 30-some-odd new members that have joined so they can take the training. Right. How we've done all this is why it's taken so long, and right. that is our new SCCA Academy Learning Management System. That's the infrastructure we had to build, we had to populate, we had to uh, you know, get into our, our, our system of, of understanding uh, for all of our people that are members right. so that different people could take different trainings. We right. had to connect those two. So we're really excited about that. So anyone who's ever been part of a volunteer organization yeah. and that model of the person leaving trains the person coming in yeah. understands the fact that the person who has the position in a right. volunteer situation is often the only person who was willing to do the job. Right. Which, God bless them and thank you yes, all. Yes, absolutely. But those people aren't always the best trainers. Yes, and they're training the best practices that they've learned in their bubble. Yes, yes. What this system does, and the little bit that I've had a chance to peek at it, and I'm looking forward to doing more, right. is it has now expanded the bubble yes. to the entire SCCA. Yes. yes. And now these training modules are getting the best uh, knowledge from the best people all over the country. Right. So if just because I do it one way in Cal Club, doesn't mean that that's how they do it in in DC region. Right. I've been really fortunate because I've traveled around the country that I have been a member of nine different regions. Wow. 
I've seen this club done yeah. nine, legitimately nine different ways. Right. Not that we need to all do it the same way. Right. But I've seen nine different management styles, nine different training styles, yeah. all this stuff. And I, I always said to myself, I'd like to try to take the best pieces of each of them and take them right. to my next spot. Right. But the people at the next spot don't always want to hear it. Right. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> I've right. I've learned that the hard way. And there's been more conversations where I've had people probably turn around and walk away and go, that guy from somewhere else, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but when we codify it in a national format, yes. it takes the onus off of me, new guy, right. from another region coming in with an idea, or even a younger person yes. in that region right. trying to help become a... It's a little scary it is. to become management of a help manage a region right. stuff right because it's 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 a little scary and daunting and people yeah. don't like change but when it's coming from national where these are some best practices right that is a huge step forward and it isn't just us writing the curriculum and then giving it to right. everybody we're bringing in subject matter experts who work with us to develop the scripts to develop the videos that go along with it and to really put out a great product right and it's been super well received um, it, you do not have to be a technological guru to be able to take this either. It's video-based. If you can watch YouTube. If you can watch YouTube, you can take this, these, these yes. courses. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. And, and the, the best news is it is the one rightest way to do any job. And then after you've taken these courses and you've absorbed that knowledge and you've been assessed on your comprehension of it right we won't use the word test but <laughs> but we have to we have to make sure that you got what was in the video content right and uh, once you've done that now you can get with and we want you to get with a mentor a, right. a, a person who's got experience to work side by side with them right our safety stewards are required to do that to get their actual license sure, sure. in flagging and communication you've got lots of different ways to get into this right if you want to become certified though you have to take the FNC course nice and you will work with somebody on a corner you'll not sure. going to be thrown to the wolves right you have to work and learn the, how to use these things but now you've already got the knowledge that you developed by right. taking these classes so we talked beforehand um, about this we're going to get some folks on the podcast who've gone through the program or at least yep. started the program yeah. um, to get a really better sense of how it works and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, what else is going on in your world? Oh, golly. Uh, well, so Convention 2024 is coming. Okay. Uh, we have a new theme, Grow, and that's, that's you know, it kind of sure. goes along with our Unite, Connect, and Engage that Here, we've had. Here's the number one question that everyone asks about the convention. Yeah. In person or virtual? Yes. The national convention will be virtual, but we are promoting all of our divisional conventions, which allow people to come face-to-face. Okay. -face. okay. And we actually had more people attend the five or six uh, di uh, divisional conventions last year than ever attended any of our national conventions. Nice. So that's really, I think, the best way to connect with people. We, you know, we doubled the number of people that, can, that attended uh, by going virtual. Right. Uh, and we don't want to take away the face-to-face but it's easier to travel and it's shorter distances when they do it divisionally. So is the is the best way to do it to have the divisional convention face-to-face -face after the national conventions so you can build on what, yes. what's been done at the national convention? That's exactly how it's working. We've, the national convention is the third week in June like it has been right. for a while. Uh, we will have about a week's worth of content right. that's available free of charge to every member. And then starting about two weeks later, we have just about every weekend for the next six weeks or so, right. filled up with, with divisional divisionals. conventions. And the national office goes and supports those. It's where they get to have training live. It's where we get to socialize with everybody. It's, right. it's a great time. So I, I never made it to a national convention in, per, in person because they yeah. were usually in Vegas. Yeah. And I lived on the East Coast. And I wanted to spend my money to go racing, right. not go to talk about racing. <laughs> right. Which is ironic because now all I do is talk about racing. Right. <laughs> but um, um, so when I moved to L.A., I'm like, oh, great. I now live so close to Vegas that I can go to a national convention, and then we stop doing them. So, oh yeah, uh, it's just yeah. the way my life works. I, I get it. Um, I get it. Um, yeah, and it's been fun. I've I've had the opportunity to be a keynote uh, yes. um, moderator yes. uh, for several sessions, and have had so much fun doing that. The quality of the people that you're able oh. to bring in, um, and I think that's probably helpful by doing it virtual because it, it's it easier to schedule people it is. and get it them is. to sit down and commit. Um, it's just it's really been pretty pretty successful in my opinion. You voiced the probably the largest concern of anybody wanting to travel or hoping they could travel right. is the cost. 
right. and the time. Exactly. And if you if if you're shorthanded on either one of those, the the best thing about the virtual convention is you can attend live if you're able. Right. But we record all the sessions and right. they're available in the member account portal. You go back and watch them forever, right? Forever. Yeah. Well, well, we've got three years worth. But in what there I'm right saying now, is, they're so. going to stay there, yes. in perpetuity yes. as long as the system doesn't crash. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Or if we put them in the archive someplace. Sure. But yes, we'll yeah. have the newest, latest, greatest in there. That's so cool. Um, anything else we can? Because I've I've already stolen you for 13 minutes, and and you just got out of the car, and and we're about <laughs> to have a party. Um, yeah. So what, any any one one last thing you want to point on before we, we let you go? No, th this 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 club has meant so much to so many people for so long. And all we're trying to do is enhance that. We're trying to make sure it's easier to connect with each other, right. to connect with us in the national office, that we have better events uh, more often, and that we, we, we spend our money and our time in the places that's gonna give our members the right. most bang for their buck. And so we're constantly trying to improve it. Those people that think that we're just trying to make their lives right. more challenging, not true. So I wanna thank you and the staff because you're always really quick to jump on a podcast. It's really easy for you to come on and talk with me when everything's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we've also had folks come on when things weren't so good. Yeah. And we've had good conversations. Um, and, and and that is one of the reasons why I keep the podcast independent from the club. Right. We work right. really closely together. Right. We talk right. all the time. Right. Um, but the club doesn't pay me to do this because right. I want to be able to be critical constructively yes. when possible. Yes. Or when needed. When needed. I, yep. I don't like having to do it. But right. we do have no, to have and, conversations And sometimes. we appreciate the feedback. Um, and you guys have always been quick to, to respond and be part of the show uh, when, the, the, when it was a great conversation and maybe when it was not such a yeah. great conversation. Yeah. Um, and I... I really appreciate that. I think the members appreciate that too. Um, I think the vast majority do. Most of them do. Yes. You can't make yes. everybody happy uh, no. all of the time. Trust me, I get the, right. comments in the, in the <laughs> um, right. and, uh, the comments in the YouTube comments. And as I learned this year when I was just doing the Super Tour announcing, yeah. um, I, 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 you know, it's 26 classes. Yeah. Race one of the year. It's impossible for me to be an expert in 26 classes. Right. Especially on race one of the year. And I said something that was improper about Formula 600. And those folks were very quick to correct me. They were very passionate. Very, very passionate. <laughs> so I, I, I understand that not being able to make everybody happy all yeah. the time, but we do yeah. the best that we can. We so. do the best we can, that's right. Anyway, Chris Robbins, thank you so much for thank being with us. Thank you for asking us, Brian. Appreciate you for everything that you do. You betcha. And uh, we're going to get back together and do more stuff down the road. Pleasure. All right, this is Inside the SCCA, presented by Mazda Motorsports. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. We are here at the 50th Solo Nationals in beautiful Lincoln, Nebraska. The weather today, better than yesterday. No. No? You liked it hotter? No, yes. Okay. I just don't like the flies. There's flies everywhere. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Much cooler today than yesterday. That's good for some people and not good for others. How's that? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Casey Coughlin is here with me. Casey drives a S. C Street, ladies. Yes. Mazda Miata. Mm -hmm. um, when do you run? I ran this morning. Okay, so you're done. I'm done. Thank you're goodness. done. Oh. Uh, well, was it a relief that you're done? A relief that you won? A re how, how did you do? Uh, both. Did you win? I did. Yes. There Thanks. we go. <laughs> so let me start. I, I'm not going to start over, but I'm going to do the introduction again. Sitting here with me right now is the 2023 C Street Ladies National Champion. Thank you. I didn't even know that. See, I'm so prepared. That is so cool. Thanks. Is it your first? Uh, this is my fourth. Fourth. But first in C Street Ladies. Cool. Cool. How tough was the competition? How it close was, was it? It was extremely tough. Yeah? Yes. Matter of fact, um, I forgot that we drove yesterday. So coming off the course... Um, I wanted to stop in the shoot to see the right. uh, Langley was my competitor and um, wanted to see her time. And I saw that she had a faster time. I had to drive back to the pits because I didn't want to get 
right. yelled at. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I thought I lost because right. I forgot we ran yesterday. So there's that. <laughs> so the way it works <laughs> here, folks, moment. if you're if you're new to solo and solo nationals, is we have uh, two runs. So you run on different days on different courses, and the fastest run from each course is right. added together to get your total time. So. As they say, you can't win on the first day, but you can lose on the first day. Absolutely. Um, so you won on the first day. I did. Because you didn't do quite as well on the second day. No, I did not. Did you think you'd done well after today's run? Did you feel good today? I felt good about my runs. Yeah. Um, however, she had a, if her first run had been clean, right. it, it would have been all over. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I felt good with my runs. Right. That's how I look at it. Just making, you know. I need to focus on me because yeah. I can't control what anybody else does. Yeah. I can only control what I do. Of course. So. Of course. Um, so how, how long have you been coming to Solo Nationals? Approximately. So nine years. Nine years. Okay. Um, this was my fourth or fifth event ever. Coming. The first time you came. First time I came. Yeah. I kind of got thrown in there. So, so um, I, I keep telling the story. Maybe I should stop. When I, when I decided to come out here, I was told I had to run because I was just going to come out and podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I, I haven't done this in a while. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> you should come and do this. I hadn't done a solo prior to this summer since 1992. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, did a couple this summer, just so I kind of remembered how the whole thing worked. Right. Um, I'm going to have a blast. I'm not going to win. It's okay. It's um, but um, so the, you came here on your fourth event ever, fifth event. Yeah. Um, how was that experience? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember my husband yelling at me. We were in a Civic STS okay. car. I don't even know what year. Yeah. Um, and he was like, go faster. And I'm like, I'm going as fast as I can. <laughs> and he's like, those other girls are doing it. And then my last run, I put like, I took four seconds off yeah. and I got out the car and I'm like, oh. shaking. Yeah. Um, so anyway, <laughs> it's been a journey. So what what's the allure for you coming to these events or just doing solo in general um me personally i love the people yeah. um i my husband probably fusses at me more about like we've got to do this and i'm like i'm over here just chatting <laughs> i need my social time of course um so i love the people yeah. and just getting to hang out with people and uh, i get to see people and meet people from all over yeah. and that's so exciting so you're from uh, you're from like New England, right? No, Baton Rouge. <laughs> Sorry. I knew the answer to that Deep question. South. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you do like the heat. That's why yes. you preferred yesterday. Yeah, I mean it's been hot here. Don't get me right, wrong. Right. Um, but you know, a hundred and low humidity right. is a lot better. Where sure. we came from, it's a hundred, hundred and four, and. 90%, 95% humidity, so it's Does great. your car like the warmer temperatures better? Um, not too hot. Right. But I would have preferred it to be a little bit warmer than this morning. That's all. Just okay. a little bit. Just okay. a little bit. Just a little bit? Yeah. Not asking for much. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, what's the secret to coming here and being fast? Um... I am big on mental game. Okay. Um, so my mental game will probably start next week. Okay. For next year. Already? Wow. Yeah. Can you out-mental yourself, though? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, I find um, visualization works a lot, and so um, I practice that a lot. Okay. And thinking back on, like, like, times that you did well and how the car felt. Sure. And, I'm giving all my secrets away. Oh. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, I need all the help I can get. You're, it's just you and me talking. No <laughs> one's watching. Really. No one's going to see this. Don't take my advice. It may not work for you. I'm um, And C Street Ladies, there's a, that's a stout field, isn't it? It was. I was pretty nervous today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was um, nervous yesterday, too, but even more so today when I had to put it down on my last run. So, so. is it harder going into today with a lead? Because you did well yesterday, right? Yeah. Is it harder going into day two with a lead knowing you got to keep it? Or is it easier to come in like a couple, a, a tenth down knowing you got to step it up on day two? I mean, personally. Just for you. 
I like to come in with as big of a lead as I can okay. um, to make day two easier. Right. So when then things happen like they did today for me, sure. I have that extra cushion. Um, you know, 10 out of 10, don't recommend having to put it down on your last run. <laughs> um, so was your fast so, run today the last run? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My first run, and these are all excuses. Um, well, that, we, we, we are the kings and queens of yeah, excuses. Sure, we'll go with it. Yeah. Um, my first run, I I guess when I was shifting, I hit the windshield wipers and they turned nice. on before I even went through the light. So um, I'm not the only one that does yeah, that. Yeah, it was fun. And then I thought I'd turn them off at some point during the run and they right. still were going. Uh, the second run, about a quarter of the way through, I realized the when I got to the back part of the field, um, the radio was still on. So there was a few <laughs> times I'm like, you know, trying to hit the radio and turn it off. Never got it turned off. So the third run, I was like, let's turn these windshield wipers off. Let's turn the radio off and mute it. Um, and so yeah. that seemed to have helped. <laughs> My goal is to always remember to turn off the air conditioning before we go. Yeah. You know. I typically do that before. I had the heater on this morning. Well, of course, because it was hot. It was silly. I mean, cold. I mean, going back to this weather thing. Right. Like, that was, this is like Christmas weather this morning for me. <laughs> So, like, we go to Christmas in shorts. Like, I love it. So, yeah, this was cold. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I try to turn that off whenever, right, as I'm leaving grid. Right. Um, so. There's a logistics part of coming here that I, I think it's hard to imagine till you get here. Um, yeah. Because when you do your local solo, sometimes it's a weekend. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it's one day. So you can wake up in the morning, you can look at the forecast, mm -hmm. you know what to bring with you. When you come to Lincoln, or any big event that's yeah. multiple days, um, I brought a, a sweatshirt today that I never would have needed yesterday or the day before. Correct. But if I hadn't brought the sweatshirt, I'd be scrambling this morning and my head would be going somewhere else. Right. Like, do they have sweatshirts in the in the tent for me to buy? Yeah. Um, you got to really think of everything, right? Oh, yeah. You, you always bring your rain tires. You always bring your wait, rain wait, gear. Wait, what kind of tires? Rain tires. I'm just going to put my all-season radials back on. Oh, if, those, those are fine. <laughs> if I need to. Um, <laughs> so you, you have to pack for all seasons yeah. when you come here. I've been here before where it was 40 degrees, raining, windy. Um, I've been here this weekend where it's hotter than Hades. And, you know, I was here during the flood. So, yeah. I mean, you know, so you got to prepare for everything. We've been pretty lucky that I guess this year. Yeah. Just, just some wind. Wind is good. Yeah, when I saw you yesterday, you guys were trying to wrestle a, a canopy down because it yeah, was getting was a little windy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm five foot six. I'm no help to yeah, anybody I, in this situation. I don't know how I got caught in that, but anyway, <laughs> I helped. <laughs> Let's talk for a minute about the non-competition side of this mm -hmm. event. Um, you, you seem like you have fun with things. Oh, I love coming here. It's yeah. a lot of fun. What's the best part? Again, well, I'm a social butterfly, so no. yes. So <laughs> I love talking again, talking to people yeah. and getting to know new people. Yeah. I find that's really interesting. And, um, I mean, I probably have met somebody from Everywhere. every state, yeah. you know, um, which is cool. Well, you've got that Louisiana charm too. I will. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The New Orleans but is one of my favorite places on earth. It's not one of mine. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> it's not one of mine. No. I stay away from New Orleans as much as I can. Okay. But I mean, it's it's, it's like it does food. have the charm. I like food it's and the jazz. food. Yeah. I mean, well, but so, I live there, so I mean, it's I, one no, of those situations. No one's shocked when I say I like food. Uh, <laughs> but um, oh, that's so. Oh, cool. I like food too. I don't skip meals. There so. you go. There you go. Um, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. We'll, we'll get together again next year and talk about maybe your fifth, right? Hopefully. Cool. That'd be awesome. Cool. Awesome. Uh, it's Casey Coughlin, the 2023 C Street Ladies National Champion. This is Inside the SECA presented by Mazda Motorsports.